It's always fascinating to hear about the diverse paths that students take after graduating from high school, especially when they pursue a passion and successfully carve out a career for themselves. I myself continue to maintain contact with many of my alumni and have the opportunity to follow their lives and their careers. In today's Future Friday, I sat down with one of my 2011 graduates, Adriana Caballero. She was one of my very creative and ambitious students who made it to DECA ICDC her senior year. She went on to study fashion merchandising and marketing in college and now works in the corporate office of a top beauty company. Listen in as she shares her post-secondary journey, which I'm sure would benefit many seniors to hear as they prepare for the next phase of life. You're listening to Marketing Adventure, the hub for business, fashion, marketing, and other CTE educators who integrate marketing into the learning experience. I'm your host, Jackie Walker. Each week, I'll cover marketing education concepts, strategies, tips, trends, frameworks, and other information to equip you to connect your classroom to digital natives while cultivating an engaged learning environment. So come on into the room where your favorite beverage, snacks, and even your cell phone are all welcome. So welcome to Marketing Adventure with Jackie Walker. Today's guest is Adriana Caballero, and she may uh, correct me on that pronunciation. <laughs> But she can tell you what her her name is in proper pronunciation. But Adriana, I want to welcome you to the show. So can you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I am Adriana Caballero. You got the name right. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get to the Spanish pronunciation, uh -huh. but we won't right. get there. But yeah, I'm a former student of Miss Walker and mm -hmm. I graduated high school back in 2011 and mm -hmm. TW back in 2015. So transition to my career now and yeah. And <laughs> welcome to 30 this year. So oh, uh, awesome. yeah. So yeah, just a little glimpse. <laughs> okay, cool. So what did you study in college? So I went to Texas Women's University for fashion merchandising. Mm -hmm. I left Skyline knowing that that's what I wanted to do. And so um, I have a bachelor in science in fashion merchandising with my minor in marketing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you kind of followed along in my footsteps a little bit. <laughs> Did yeah. design with a minor in marketing. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about um, your high school days. So you were in SCTSO called DECA, right? So tell me about your DECA experience. DECA was not something that when I went into high school, like not something that I thought I would be a part of just because my sister went to Skyline too. So all I knew of DECA was the DECA store. And so I was like, yeah, I don't really think I want to do that. Like my parents aren't making me work in high school. I don't think I want to do it. Um, but it being in the cluster program and just kind of learning of um, what DECA was really interesting. And it just opened up so many opportunities. It opened up so much like knowledge that like, had I not done it, or had I, you know, like not 
looked to participate in it like I don't think I would have done it was pretty cool like talking to people that were at different high schools um, that didn't have like a DECA program or anything like that. They're like, wait, that's cool. You get to do that in high school. And so um, DECA was really cool. Just kind of, I feel like that's what like helped transition into college because we were thinking outside of the box, you know, we weren't just like contained into being like average teenagers or stuff. We were thinking more outside the box. And then um, the year that we did the financial literacy um, project with DECA, um, I've like transitioned that into like my everyday life even now, so many years later. So really cool experience, something that I love that I did and was a part of. And I don't think my high school experience would have been the same without it. And so that's so great to hear. So now um, in competition, what was your greatest accomplishment with competition in DECA? I think just how far we got with the financial literacy. I mean, we had a great team with Tyler and Kayonda and Mm -hmm. uh, it was just really cool to see like how far we were able to get with it. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. So I don't remember like the level (laughs) to Mm -hmm. competition and stuff, but it was just pretty cool. Like how far we we were able to advance and just kind of that, you know, we were in a fashion program, but Mm -hmm. we didn't even do anything with fashion. You know, it was just like Mm -hmm. basing on financial literacy and stuff. So I think that was like a pretty cool accomplishment because I think the first like DECA competition, you know, you don't really know what to expect. There's kind of like nerves going in and and then you kind of get the hang of it. So like being able to have gotten that far with the competition was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So you all went all the way to ICDC uh, to to international DECA competition. So um, you got to compete. Uh, We were in Orlando that year. (laughs) Yes. And so it was uh, um, pretty interesting because what was that same week? What was happening that same weekend, the the DECA competition? That was prom weekend. Right. Make sure I was home early because we had an early morning flight. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So that was a lot to take in for the weekend, but it was pretty fun. So let's, um, you talked a little bit about how DECA has helped prepare you um, for, you know, life. What are some skills uh, do you think that you took from participating in a marketing program in school and then also in a um, DECA uh, CTSO? I think with marketing in general, it just kind of like really gave me the idea that that's something that I'm like, okay, this isn't just, you know, something that I'm going to learn in high school and then like not ever apply or not ever take into my career. Um, So it's just a lot of like basic skills of marketing, right? Like principles of marketing and things like that, that have carried into the many jobs that I've had since then. Um, And then with DECA overall, um, like I kind of mentioned, transitioning to like college where, you know, it's, it's school, it's, it's a little bit more serious, you're honing in on like, this interest, you know, like, you're not just, you know, yes, you're taking your basics, but you've also chosen a degree to like work into. And so um, it kind of helped me like, okay, I really liked DECA and competition and preparing for that and learning about all of that. And now because I chose to continue with my higher education in the same field, um, it was just kind of like a easy transition to be like, okay, like, you know what this is, you know what it's like to like hone in on this interest of marketing and and merchandising and all of it. Um, So I think that's what really helped the transition over and just kind of get through college in general. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. 
Um, now, I know as a part of the program for fashion marketing that DECA was built into the program. Um, did you participate in any other um, CTSOs outside of DECA for any other classes or anything? No, unfortunately, I didn't. <laughs> Problem. Yeah. So um, with it being a part of your curriculum, um, did that make you more excited to participate in it or was it more like okay this is just something that we have to do no I think I was definitely excited to do it I always I'm like I like to learn I like to like advance and like Mm -hmm. skills that I already know so it was just like the added you know skill to kind of like the curriculum that we already had to do so no I definitely saw it as something that I wanted to do and something that I wanted to just kind of expand on okay awesome so now after you finish with high school, we're going to move away from high school a little bit. But after <laughs> you finish with high school, you told us that you moved on into um, going to school at uh, Texas Women University up in Denton. Yes. So you studied fashion merchandising. Is that what you studied? Mm-hmm. With a minor in marketing? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, after, what's about your college experience? So, um, you know, did you get involved in campus life or were you more of a study focus or how was it for you? So the beginning of it, obviously I'm a first gen student, the first in my immediate family to go to college. So I didn't know a lot, right? I just kind of went in like, we're just going to figure it out. I went in with like a few friends that I knew from high school. Um, So we're just kind of like, okay, let's figure it out. So the first like year I didn't really do much with like campus life or like organizations or anything like that, which that is going to be a thing that I definitely regret is that I wish I would have kind of um, jumped into a lot of more of the organizations and what campus life had to offer because I did live on campus for three years. Um, But eventually, you know, through talking with other people through just kind of like meeting classmates and stuff, then it's like the orgs become a big part of like what college life has to offer because that's where you kind of meet a whole bunch of people, find other interests, because it's like, I knew what I wanted to do, you know, in a major, but it's like, okay, well, what else, what other interests do I have? So um, I didn't really do much (laughs) the first couple of years, just kind of Mm -hmm. having fun being away from home. Um, But eventually I did join Greek life um, later on my second year of school. And so that obviously helped a lot with like, having an organization that cared about grades and like Mm -hmm. um, made sure that you were doing philanthropy and and things like that which helped a lot and that's something that I would not just Greek life but joining organizations and kind of um, taking all the resources that there are for students. Yeah yeah I can um, also vouch for that because I didn't get involved at first and I look back and I uh, when I my daughter participated in a lot of different things while she was in school and then when I see my students going out there and they're doing things I was like I should have done a little bit more (laughs) yeah for sure for sure I'm like if I could do Mm -hmm. it again that's definitely what I would have looked into and Mm -hmm. I have a younger brother who will be graduating this December but when he started school um, Mm -hmm. I told him right away I'm like look for orgs that like interest you just go to things go to those org fairs and maybe you don't think that there's something for you but try it um So yeah, (laughs) definitely something I wish I would have done from the beginning, but it made a difference never Mm -hmm. too late and -hmm. still made a difference. And still, I think what made a big part of like my college experience. Yeah, exactly.
So tell us about those survival skills in college. Like what are some <laughs> things that you relied on to, to make it through, you know, um, those days of college and graduating and, you know, forcing yourself to study because nobody's there to tell you to do all of that. One <laughs> tells you, I mean, the biggest thing, it's like learning what study, like what my study habits were, because, you know, at first it was just kind of like, you're going to go with the flow or, you know, a group of friends invite you to do this or go study here. But like, for me, I couldn't be at a coffee shop studying. Like I had to be like in complete silence. Like, let's go to the library and get a room there where it's just kind of like everyone works independently. I just can't study in like group settings. Um, more so just because I didn't have classes where there were like too many group projects that, or if there were group projects, you know, you dedicated time for that, but like study habits, I had to learn like what worked best for me. Um, I feel like without knowing that, like I'm a person that I write, I can like be reading it. I can hear it, but I need to like write it myself. Um, and I can be looking at the book, but just like writing it in my journal is like what helped me. Um, so just kind of figuring out what works for you ended up being like a big survival because again, I didn't go in knowing that like writing was the way that I like to study or that I needed to study in like an individual setting, not so much with the group. So that would definitely be one of them. Um, Joining organizations, as we talked about, just kind of exploring campus life and, and all of that. Even if, you know, you don't live on campus, even if you commute, there's still a lot that's available there and just kind of like taking advantage of the resources. Um, and I would say another survival tip would be like for me, because I like to write things down, I need a planner. I need a physical planner. And like my planner can look like, you know, some days are like filled, 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 and some days are empty. But it's nice to have like a grasp of like, like, what does this week look like? Or what does my month look like? So I think without a planner, <laughs> I don't know that I'd be able to do it because I forget things, you know, I mean, there's so yeah. much going on. So get a planner and write it down and I cross it off as things went along. And so I made sure that it's like, okay, well, you've done this, this, and this, now you have this. So my number one survival tip is get a planner. <laughs> awesome. That is so true. I mean, it helps when you write it down and then you can, uh, you know, look at that and, and use it as your guide. So now um, just looking back on high school, how could high school have better prepared you uh, for college or the next, you know, life after high school? I think, again, with like getting involved in high school, because, you know, whether it's a smaller school or like a bigger school like Skyline was, there is a lot that it offers. Um, We just don't always think of those things right it's like you're there you want to have fun you want to have friends you want to have the best like high school experiences but I don't think that especially like in the beginning years I really thought of like okay well what can I take from this that's going to help me in the long run and so there were more things that like I'm sure I think the one thing would have just been that I like joining more sooner too because like I eventually became really involved with like senate and like yearbook and things like that but it wasn't until like my later years of high school um and then personally like one thing that I think I would need to do um senior year was just kind of like it's senior year it's the last year all the memories all the fun and so I personally feel like looking back like I like slacked off a little bit that Mm. last year and then it was so hard 
to start going to school again and being like, okay, you're not just here to have fun. Like you can't just take this as a slack off year the way that you chose to do your senior year. So that was something that like I had to readjust to be like, okay, you're not just here to have fun. Like you're here for more than that. And so personally, just looking back, I could have prepared better by just kind of continuing on that route of like, okay, how, if what I'm doing now is going to help me in the future, what can I do different? And I think that would have been one of them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because um, <laughs> even the best of students tend to like lay back and lay low for senior year and, you know, not turn their work in or not do it <laughs> well as they were doing before, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's something you learn in life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, adventurous educator. I just want to take a quick break to ask, is this your first time teaching fashion marketing or do you need a boost in your curriculum? Well, look no further. I have the Ultimate Fashion Marketing Class Bundle. It's packed with four vibrant presentations, fun and engaging activities, quizzes, and four major projects for an immersive semester of fashion exploration. And it comes with a pacing guide for an 18-week semester. Additionally, each assignment has detailed student instructions and suggested pacing times so that you can tailor the time frame to fit your teaching schedule. For more information about this must-have bundle, go to marketingadventure.com and search Ultimate Fashion Marketing Class Bundle or simply click the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. All right. So for you now as a, an adult, uh, time management or even like in college and going from college to adult life, what was what did time management look like for you? I know you, meant, you mentioned the planner. Anything else yes. that helped you plan your time um, better? Learning what priorities look like, right? I'm thankful to work for a company now that the company has priorities of like God first, family second, and then career. Um, mm. Because I think that especially going into adulthood, you kind of let go of the first two or, you know, you kind of are like, okay, well, I need a job or I need a career. Or I need to do something that is going to pay me a lot of money that you kind of lose touch of the other things. And just kind of through like my experience of the different fields that I've worked in, I noticed that I was prioritizing the later things, you know, and then ended up in jobs that I didn't like or jobs that just weren't suited for me because I let go of what my priorities were. So um, time management obviously goes into that because, you know, if my family is my priority, but I work 40 hours a week, like, what does that look like? What does my time look like? And then um, just kind of learning of like, again, the agenda part. I mean, now I've transitioned to, I still use like a, like a desk calendar, but obviously we get a little bit more technical now too. And just kind of communicating what that looks like, whether it's in like the work setting, we do really good with the company of like, um, having obviously shared calendars where people just can see what's going on so that they know, okay, well, she's prioritizing this meeting, this project, this task, where do I fit in? And equally with family, right? It's like, okay, well, I mean, lucky for me, 
I work like a Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> a nine to five job, but even then it's like, okay, where does my family fit into that and stuff mm-hmm. like that? So I think into adulthood, it's just kind of like learning what your priorities are and those can mm-hmm. shift over time and stuff and being adaptable to that change as well, but just kind of really honing in on like, okay, yes, my career is important, but there are other things that can kind of come first and how do they all fit in to my daily routine? Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to think about it. I mean, it's a constant change and we all, we have to, you know, constantly adapt to whatever our environment, our situations uh, and the change brings about. So yeah. let's, um, you talked about careers. So let's move into uh, discussing your career path. Uh, so after college or even while you were in college, if you were working, like what did your career path look like? So I think right after high school, maybe probably like my last year of high school, I started working retail. I worked for Old Navy for many, many years in many, many locations. And I don't know, I liked retail. Retail was for me. It just, I liked clothes. I liked being at the registers and counting money and seeing what people bought. And so that's kind of like what kickstarted it. Um, In college, I did, I think I came home for one of the holiday seasons and was like, okay, well, you need a job. And so um, Vera Bradley was hiring seasonal workers. So I liked retail. I knew that it was something I wanted to do. So started working there and what was a seasonal position became like a permanent position kind of grew there. I was there for, I think, right under like three years. Um, And this was like right before I finished school. And then even as I was finishing school, um, stayed there. And Vera Bradley just like really helped me expand on what I like. I liked retail, but there's more to retail, right? Than just checking people out and stuff. Mm one thing there was just kind of like how much I like the customer interaction because at Old Navy, you know, you don't really, I mean, you talk to people for like five minutes and then they go yeah. on about their day. But at Bear Bradley, we really valued the people that we, you know, came in frequently, the people that we knew by name, the people that we knew what to pull when we knew that they were walking into the store. And so um, really cultivating in on those like personal interactions, mm-hmm. which like ties into like now, which is crazy because I'm like, I wouldn't have thought that Vera Bradley was going to be <laughs> the place right. where like that kind of cultivated. Um, and then with that, eventually with Vera Bradley, because I was finishing school, I needed an internship and I was like, okay, I don't want to leave my job, but how can I do school, a job and an internship possible, but not something that I really mm-hmm. wanted to do. So luckily they were able to do an in-house internship um, with, with for me um, where I just kind of took over their like floor set and their visual merchandising, which was pretty mm. cool because even though we would get in, you know, from corporate, what the visuals needed to look like, they really like let me in and it's like, okay, apply what you've been learning, apply what you know, and like, what do you change? And it was cool to see that like changes I would make at our store, they'd be like, okay, let's call all the, you know, North Texas stores and have them do the same thing. So um, really gave me my hand at visual merchandising and I loved it. I, it was such a cool experience. It was a, like a cool company. I still like love the products and stuff, but, um, got to just kind of do that. Like as I was wrapping up, um, and then I don't know, the retail experience was fun, but after some time, it gets a little tiring. Those mall hours are long and you're on your feet all day and those floor sets were long and they got longer each time. And I was just kind of at the point where like, okay, I'm done with school now. I don't want to work at Vera Bradley forever, but like, what do I want to do? Vera Bradley had positions in their corporate, but I can't think of where their corporate is. 
I want to mm-hmm. say it's it's somewhere that it was not desirable for me to move to. Right, so it was just right. kind of like, well, where do I go from here? And just took the opportunity that came to me. I went into property management. Mm-hmm. I did property management for five years in various aspects of it. I went the like multifamily residential route. I've done the industrial commercial route of it. And I liked it. It just took away that personal aspect that I realized at Vera Bradley that I really like. Like I went from, you know, purses and clothes and retail to very like money and accounting and numbers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was a way to like build my portfolio of a career, mm-hmm. but it just, it took away that aspect of like, okay, I like like a more personal connection. So after five years, I wasn't looking to really leave. I wasn't looking for anything else, but opportunity just came knocking at my door. And I got a message on LinkedIn from one of the recruiters at Mary Kay saying Mm -hmm. like, Hey, we have this position. We would like to know if you would like to set up an interview. And I was kind of like, I wasn't looking, but okay. (laughs) So um, two and a half years ago now, or a little bit, yeah, about two and a half years ago that happened. Mm-hmm. Basically with their customer service, um, just taking in what their customer service because of all the retail experience that I had um, and just how can it improve? Like what did that look like? And um, a lot of the training. So a lot of training for new hires that came on to like the customer service team and um, just kind of taking all the customer service experience that I had and making Mary Kay stand out. Um, you know, we don't just have regular customers. We have independent contractors that are working mm-hmm. to provide us jobs, right? Because without us, without them, we don't have jobs. And so what can our customer service representatives do to like take that up up a notch? And so I was there for a year and a half. And then another opportunity came up because Obviously, working at a company with 4,000 employees, you meet a lot of people, and mm-hmm. um, I'm now in the career car services department, so mm-hmm. big shift. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. have never thought that that's where I'd be, but mm-hmm. um, very cool to be part of like the, um, we're under the recognition um, department of Mary Kay, um, mm-hmm. so obviously for those independent beauty consultants, there's a lot of recognition that comes into all the work that they do. And so one of those being a career car, um, Mm -hmm. most famously our pink Cadillacs. And so all the back end that comes with that. So ordering cars in advance and forecasting orders, because we need to know how many orders of cars we're going to need, you know, Mm -hmm. in the next two years, making sure that production of those cars is going to line up. Then we have things like strikes that come up. And um, so a lot of like the back end of the career car services department. And so I've been in that department for about a year now. It's been great. I love it so much. I would have never thought that that's where I'd see myself. And so (laughs) it circles back because I get that one-on-one connection because we know our car drivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see a name and I can tell you what she drives or how long she's been driving a career car because you get to build that up with them, you know, they might be struggling with something and you're the one that they're going to call. So I'm um, just kind of like circling back in all my retail experience came back mm-hmm. in with like customer service and everything of being able to provide to these people. Um, but then obviously throughout the years of like property management, we keep, you know, records on like accounting and stuff like that too. So mm-hmm. 
somehow, some way it feels full circle, <laughs> not where I'd ever see myself, but I mean, do we ever really know where we're going to end up? <laughs> that is so true. And as you were talking about, um, like, you know, buying uh, the vehicles and everything, it just reminded me of going to market, even in the fashion industry and buyers have to go out and purchase for their stores and things of that nature. And they have to know, you know, the budget and all of right. that kind of stuff. So it really reminded me of that same sort of um, industry. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a different product. Right. <laughs> it's cars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think about that because we talk about forecasts, you know, when we have mm -hmm. to look at what cars we're ordering, um, we're looking at forecasts. And I was like, wait, the first time that I sat in on one of those meetings, I'm like, it's kind of like trend forecasting. So I was mm -hmm. like, I know what this is. Like, mm -hmm. you don't think about what am I going to wear two years from now, but trend forecasters have to, and not just two mm -hmm. years, but, you know, at a bigger like increments of time. And so, yeah, it's been pretty cool how like things that I never thought would be full circle, I mm -hmm. come back and I'm like, wait, I know a little about this. Yeah, that is so cool. I, I, you know, I never even thought about the back end of the person who has to actually order those cars. You know, you just always <laughs> see the end result and somebody driving down the street in their pink Cadillac. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I never thought of all the back into it either, like title mm -hmm. and licensing and registration. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. have to know what registration requirements are in each state and counties and things like that. So I've learned a lot in the year that I've been there a lot more than I ever thought I knew about. I'd know about cars or title and licensing, but yeah. <laughs> here we are. That's excellent. That is yeah. excellent. Well, um, you've given so much valuable information. I'm pretty sure that any um, student who's listening to this will be able to say, okay, I can see how, you know, things went full circle for you or how you've even taken some of those skills and knowledge that you've learned in high school and college and applied them to the different careers that you have. So that's excellent. Move into an area that I like to call tell me more. And it's just, you know, a little, you know, just a few questions just to ask you about yourself and things that you can share. Um, so it's just meant to be a little fun section. And then we'll wrap up with a couple of questions here. All right. So um, what's one must have resource um, as a young adult that you could not live without or, you know, that helped you? You're going to hear it again, but my agenda, my planner. <laughs> I can't like I really don't know what I would do without a planner I mean like I said now I've transitioned to using my phone a lot but I don't know where I'd be without it that's my must-have <laughs> that's great that's great so now uh what about a cheat code as an adult have you um what cheat code have you used to master adulting <laughs> I think it's that you can never plan too far in advance. I know that sounds crazy, but like if I look at my phone calendar, I mean, I have plans through like June of 2024 and I'm not saying that like every day is planned out, but it's, it helps. It helps get a grasp of like, what does this look like? My parents live in Houston. They moved to Houston five years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So I have to plan to go see them and, you know, you don't just drive to Houston for a day. I'm like there for a weekend or I get to enjoy them for a long weekend. So I think like becoming an adult and kind of learning that I would think like, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. What do you mean? What am I doing in two, three weeks? But like now it's been such a big tool that helps me keep my priorities in check and have a work-life balance because I know in advance 
you know, things that I have planned. And of course, you know, things happen and stuff. But when you plan ahead, you are thinking ahead. So you kind of have that in the back of your mind. Well, I need to also learn how to adapt to change because things that we have planned might not work out. So I think that's been like my biggest like cheat code is just kind of you can't plan too far in advance. That's a good one. I mean, because you can't. I mean, it's great to put those things on your calendar so that even because um, in, in certain industries, you do have to um, plan, you know, a few months out or what have you. So it's good to have those things on your calendar, even if you don't have all the dates filled up. But at least, right. you know that, oh, that's going to bump heads with this wedding date that I have. And, you know, a few yes. months. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And like what I'm doing with work now, I am helping with those forecast of those orders. And I'm thinking, how do we know how many car qualifiers we're going to have two, three years from now? But it's like, okay, well, you use trends and you look at right. history and you look at, you know, business on the standpoint. And so, yes, I do have to think about what cars are we going to be ordering in 2025? So that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, you can never plan too far in advance because- right some it all comes around and like I said even if things change I mean you just have it in the back of your of your mind exactly right so let's think um something fun what's if you could be any superstar or celebrity who would it be <laughs> ah oh that's a good question for a I day think, just for one day <laughs> just for one day I think I would want to be Kim Kardashian because I think that the way that I see that her mind works, she's just such a businesswoman. She turns everything into a business, but it she also stays very true to herself. I feel like, you know, from what, what we get to see. And so I think it'd be really cool for like a day to see what her day looks like. Like how many meetings isn't she in? How many businesses isn't she working at in, at one time? Wow. <laughs> so I, I I'm really intrigued. Right. Yeah, because they are, you know, even though, you know, what you see is the image, they really are business oriented. So it would be very interesting to see like the serious side of them, how they sit down and make decisions and all of that. That that would be great. All right. So um, just uh, thinking back to um, high school, if you... you know, we're talking to a young high schooler and they were trying to make a decision about whether they wanted to join an organization, a CTSO, or even if they said you were in DECA, um, you know, should I join DECA? What, what, what is one thing that you would tell them or to encourage them um, to get involved? Yeah, I would say do it. Like you never know until you try. And even if you try and you realize that it's not for you, I mean, that's okay. I would say like, take the take the risk. I mean, it's not necessarily always like a high jump, you know, it might be a little skip um, Mm -hmm. of just going for a day, looking at what it looks like. And then if you decide that it's not for you, you're never left with the what if you tried it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, I mean, just do it. If there's an interest, if there's like a peak of interest or someone brings it up to you and you're like, should I? I mean, you just never know. So I would say try it. You don't have a lot to lose. And so you don't know what opportunities are going to come out of it. Or again, maybe it's not just for you, but it also helps, you know, guide you to what you do want to (laughs) do. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the friendships along the way that you get to build and all the fun you get to have. Awesome. So my last question is to, um, Thinking about advisors, because this is going to be seen by mostly uh, teachers uh, who are advisors or sponsors of a program. What is something that you would tell an advisor or sponsor that, um, you know, could be encouragement to them or even advice on how to engage their students or what have you in the um, program? 
I think just like overall encouragement because sometimes I'm not I didn't think I was like a words of affirmation person mm-hmm. um but learned that I mean you Miss Walker used to like encourage me so much it's like I knew that I could do it but I wouldn't want to apply myself to do it and just like mm-hmm. even saying like the words of encouragement because again I used to think that I didn't need the words of affirmation to get me to do something but just hearing it you know hearing mm-hmm. like I'm so proud of you or hearing like I know you can do it just like little things like that make such an impact because I mean they might not be things that we hear often or you know they might not be things that we think about or because I'm a person that doubts myself a lot and like mm-hmm. is in my head about well do you really know so just hearing someone say well I know you can do it okay that's all I need so I think just like leaning in into quick little encouragements like that because they make the world of a difference is something that I would you know advise for an advisor (laughs) to like take the time to um really do if it's not something that they already do because it makes a big difference Awesome. That is so perfect. And I think that is so true. I mean, we're there um, to to move the kids along the way and help guide them. So those words of affirmation are definitely a plus. Adriana, this has been a real treat to sit down and talk to you. Um, It's been so long since I've seen you. So I really do thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and talk with us here at Marketing Adventure. Yes, anytime. I love what you're doing and you've always done so great and all the resources that you continue to offer to people, which is really great. So thank you for thinking of me and for having me on and and giving me the opportunity just to kind of share. Uh, no problem at all. And who knows, maybe we'll have you back a little bit later because um, I do want to have a careers um, talk with many of um, the alumni and just people out in the industry as well. So I'm really intrigued by the things that you've done at Mary Kay. And I think that'd be something valuable that um, some the teachers can learn from and that students can, you know, say, oh, okay, there's more to Um, marketing and business than just what they may learn in the classroom because there's so much out there in the industry to, to learn about right right Wow, I so enjoyed that conversation. Now, there are three things that I took away from my conversation with Adriana. One is engaging in your campus and job communities can benefit your personal growth. And then secondly, planning is key to balancing your life. And then finally, to explore careers that really connect to your passion. Wow, those are three great things to take away. Now, since competition season is around the corner for many DECA districts, in the next episode, I will talk about some key strategies to conquer the role play. I even have a freebie to help your students with this event. Now, if you sponsor a different CTSO, you may still find value in the strategies shared. Until next time, have a wonderfully blessed day. Thanks for listening to Marketing Adventure. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode with someone you think would benefit from the information shared here today. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Marketing Adventure. All links and resources discussed in this episode can be found in the show notes at marketingadventure.com.